Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Taylor, did you hear? Marvin Dog Media has a Patreon page. That's awesome. What's that? Well, I'm glad you asked. Patreon is a way for our listeners to help us continue producing the shows we like to record that they like to listen to. That's that's what I thought. But just for the people who don't know, how does that work? Well, it's actually pretty simple. You go to patreon.com forward slash Marvin Dog Media and you can pledge as little as a dollar a month. All the proceeds go towards expenses like web hosting, bandwidth, equipment, you know, all the stuff that we need to keep talking toys on a weekly basis. On the first of the month, you get charged whatever you pledged, and it comes to us to help us keep the lights on. Sweet! And do patrons get anything in return? Of course! We're not in nothing for something mode here. Every pledge level has rewards. Starting at 2 bucks a month, they'll get access to bonus shows along with a mention in the show notes each week. The rewards increase from there all the way up to a co-hosting gig on a show of their choice and artwork by you. Nice. I knew I was going to end up drawing something at some point. I can't wait. Me either. So now everyone knows where to go, and if they forget, they can just check the show notes, the website, or the Facebook page. And if they still can't find it, they can just email us and we'll show them how. Patreon.com forward slash Marvin Dog Media. Helping Taylor and Jeff to keep talking toys. Welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, where we go back in time to discuss our favorite toys, one toy line at a time. Hello and welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, action figures exclusive. I'm Taylor. <laughs> I'm Jeff, and you may notice a little tiny difference in my intro there. It was figures plural, uh, because this time out we are not. So I guess if it's plural, it can't really be exclusive. Or I guess if we're exclusively talking about action figures, that still works, right? It still works. Okay. For, for a second, I was I was about to say, is there something wrong? Are we talking about Snake Men instead? But... Uh, no, we are not. Not no, but hell no. No, uh, the reason that it's plural is. The it came time in our uh, in our list to talk about the next two figures were R two D two with sensor scope, and the second Bespin security guard, the uh, one modeled after the African American extra. Mm-hmm. And we both just realized there's really not a whole lot to talk about in either one of those that we haven't already discussed about the other figures. So let's group them together and have a discussion about variants and troop builders and what Kenner should have done differently, in our expert opinion. But before we get into all of that, we would like to take a moment to thank all of our Patreon supporters, including Oliver Sanders, Wade Burton, Christopher Sheets, Pamela Johnston, Sean Daniels, Sean Herbert, Laird Henderson, Jared Hart, Joshua A. Taylor, and Mr. Matt Moore. Thank you so much for all of your support. We literally could not do this without you. Thank you. But first, we do want to spend a little bit of time talking about the figures themselves uh, and oh, yeah. uh, 
just a little bit. So we'll start with the R2-D2 with sensor scope. Mm-hmm. Periscope, depending on how you bought it. <laughs> right. This figure was first released in 1981 on the Empire Strikes Back card. And it also apparently came out on the Return of the Jedi card, I guess, before they released the R2 with the pop-up lightsaber. Um, right, and that's that's the one that I had was, I think, from Return of the Jedi. The pop-up lightsaber? No, no, this one, but oh, it was on the Return of the Jedi card. Right. Oh, okay. So you did have one of these as a kid. I had one as well. This was, mm-hmm. of the three R2-D2s we got, this one was my favorite because I loved the uh, the lightsaber one, but the lightsaber got lost pretty quickly, and then he just had a hole in his head. So right. I liked this one, and I liked the way that they had incorporated the sensor scope. So this was modeled after the R2, the, the scene in uh, the Hoth sequence in The Empire Strikes Back when R2 is scouring the cosmos, as it were, uh, for signs of life of Luke Skywalker when he's stuck out in the snow. Right. So you had one of these. Was this the only R2-D2 you had, or did you have any of the other two? No, this is the only R2 I had from the, the Kenner run of things. Okay. Well, like I said, I had all three. This was probably the one that got played with the most, though, because, uh, you know, he had the sensor scope. And yeah. it's the exact same figure as the R2-D2 that we got in the original 12-back <laughs> run. Yes, and all the way down to the sticker, too. I mean, yeah, it's... The sticker is the same. The only difference is they cut out a hole on top of his head mm-hmm. where one of his blue uh, blue plates was. Panels, yeah. Panels, and they put in this sensor scope, which had... It was the same size as one of the panels, but it had a little lip that stuck out so that you could get your fingernail underneath it and pop it up. And it raised up about, what, about a half an inch? It it was about, it's the same height as the head. So if you were to measure the head, and you, okay. it, I'd say it's probably closer to a quarter, quarter to maybe... Okay, you're uh, having way too much time figuring this and yeah. it's gotten boring. <laughs> so less than a half an inch. Yeah, very small. Uh, but it is it is cool, and you would think it would bug me, and it does bug me a little bit. My OCD kicks in because the blue, it's that lighter blue plastic, uh, sort of the same color as 2-1-B. Right. Uh, maybe a little more, uh, a little less green in it. but So it doesn't match the other panels, but it is the exact same size as the other panels. So it, it you know, it fits it, down, and it fits almost flush. It does, however, the color does match the um, the blue on his sticker work. Yes, it does. So True. it's got this nice tie back to the sticker, whereas the blue on the sticker was kind of off. Now, I feel like this ties that head back into it. Yeah, it does. Absolutely, it does. But, you know, like I said, other than that, um, you know, the figure is the exact same sticker, paint job, everything else is the same. So uh, let's just talk about this one first. So mm-hmm. in this scenario, do you think that Kenner given the leaps and bounds that technology made in the in their, their toy tech between 1978 and 81, and even from 81 to 83, should they have gone back and retooled R2-D2 and given us a more screen-accurate R2? Or do you think keeping it the same, keeping it in line with the other toys, the other, fig, the other R2 figures, makes sense? What would you have preferred? You know... Honestly, on on many levels, this doesn't really bother me much. I think the one thing about R2-D2 that's always bothered me is his head. Like, just the the face, the way that it's set, it it seems very simplistic and very unlike what the the movie looks like. And this would have been their chance to keep everything the same, because the legs work, the body with the sticker, that works. 
but they could have retooled the head and given us a little bit more accurate head at this point. And we didn't get that. And I, sometimes I, I look at it and I'm like, well, they would have had to retool this head a little bit. Right. Like, to, to, to fit the, uh, to, to fit the periscope. Like we would, yeah, we would have had to, to have some retooling in there and a new mold, which kind of bums me out because this could have been a really good opportunity to change and do like the, the square up and the lens and the sculpting on the face and maybe some of the, um, the panels and even like the, the hologram projector on the, the face plate and really get something that's a little, a little more screen accurate and looks a little bit better. So you're saying that you would have preferred I, they had redone. I'd have preferred they had redone the head really everything else. I'm fine with the, the legs. I've always been cool with the, the body with the sticker. I'm okay with, I'd really like to seeing that head change a little bit. A little more screen accurate. Why do you suppose yeah. that they didn't? Do you think it was purely just a soft, a cost savings measure? I think a lot of it was a cost savings meth, uh, measure. It's cost savings measure is tough to say, isn't it? It is. It really is. Almost a soft um, cavings measure. <laughs> it's one of those. I was sitting there thinking about it. It's like you know they would have had to do a new mold. They would have had to have you know changed this up. But they already have the R two built. So at this point, it's taking what they have, cutting away, and you know, setting this piece in there and and fixing it that way versus re-sculpting. And so maybe that's what they were going for was to try to have to not go and do a complete re-sculpt and pay someone for that re-sculpt. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Though it would have been nice. I mean, we're getting other figures that have, you know, better sculpting and, and a lot more detail at this point. This would have been a, a nice one to get a little bit more. And see, I'm, I'm torn on this whole thing because I, I agree with you. I wish we had gotten a more screen accurate R2, but at the same time, my OCD would have kicked in and I would have thought, thought well, these don't go together. I can't, I don't know what, I can't, <laughs> what? Maybe, maybe that's, maybe it's not a cost saving measure. Maybe they actually uh, kept it the same. Because then you look these, for those for those look, kids. Our target audience are nerds who, who don't deal well with change. <laughs> Probably so. Um, but do you do you think the sensor scope was a was a worthy addition? I do. Um, you know when when we looked at the first R two, I was like, yeah, he's kind of cool. But I was so used to having an R two with the the sensor scope that's like I. I prefer the sensor scope. You can play out more with that. You know, there's so much more you can do. It just, to me, it makes sense to have it. And I, I like it. Now, granted, we don't really see him use it until Empire. Right, but... so there's no reason for him to have it ahead of time. Exactly. And they're not, the, the, I... the only thing we saw him use in uh, Star Wars really were the uh, his little attachments where he would uh, inter, inter, interface with the uh, Death Star computer. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And that one had been hard to do with with a sticker and to put into that body in order for it to work correctly. So I could see, you know, with them wanting to do another R2 um, for those kids who weren't able to get that first run R2, this is a, a nice addition for them to get during the Empire run of toys. And still, it's pretty easy to make because they already have so much of it already made. Right. Mm-hmm. So then, 
we'll ask the questions we always ask. What is your favorite feature about this toy? Mine is the sensor scope. I'm assuming mine is yours as well. Mine is the sensor scope as well. <laughs> what is your least favorite feature about this toy? Uh, the head sculpt again. I I think I said it with the other one. Is I can't remember if I said sticker or head sculpt on that. With it's you know, it's definitely the head sculpt. I've never been a big fan of the sticker, but I'm okay with the sticker because we're still getting detail in it. But the head sculpt with it being off, I'd like to have seen a little bit more accuracy, especially at this point in the game. You know, so for me, for especially for this one, it's the head sculpt. I'd like to have seen, you know, something a little bit different. Yeah, me too. Same here. That's that's the same thing for me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. is this toy cool? I think so. I think between I the two R2s, I I like this one more than the other. So for me, I think this R2 is really cool. Absolutely. So that's that's all there is to say about that so we we do think <laughs> but we do think that they should have maybe done some rethinking on the sculpt now yeah with the bestman security guard uh which you know when i was a kid he was just he was the black bestman security guard uh that's just what he was called then uh now of course that would not be as pc and so he's bestman security guard 2 and the, the 2 is used now to the only differentiate between both versions made by kenner he was never right. officially referred to anything other than Bestman Security Guard. Right. So he was released in 1981 on the Empire Strikes Back card and was also released on Return of the Jedi card. Uh, did you have this one as a kid? Uh, no, I didn't have any of the Bestman Security Guards. So none. Which is yeah. sad. Because, I mean, uh, I, I love Bestman. I, I, I love the old scene. I love Cloud City, but... I didn't have any of these figures. I think for me, for some odd reason, I just, I, I saw these guys and at, you know, I didn't have the same appreciation. So I just didn't, didn't think anything of it. Well, now as an adult, I go through and I'm like, wow, I, I missed out. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you really did. <laughs> because like I said, you know, this, these were, um, these were kind of, kind of. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it. So this guy has basically the same costume. It's a different figure. It's not even the same mold. They did a completely different figure. This character is much skinnier than the mm -hmm. Bestman security guard we got to begin with. But the the uh, costume is the same. is is basically the same. It's it's that that all he's all blue with uh, gold piping with some leaf inlays. Mm -hmm. He's got red wristbands uh, uh, around his his cuffs. And uh, he's got the same hat, mm -hmm. but again, like I said, this is depicting an African American character, and he comes with the same pistol. But this one is is in a much more, uh, I won't posed. say severe pose, but he is more posed than the other. It's almost like they took what they had and elongated, and then leaned him to the side. Because I mean, there's so many similarities between the two that it's like I can look at it and it's like, well. You know, the arms are almost the same pose, but one has more um, sculpting in the fabric than the other. And actually, the Security Guard 2's sculpting on some of the the folds don't make sense. It's almost like that's too much. To me, it looks more like they, they took what they had and kind of carved away to, to build the folds and stuff this time. Which of the, and, folds, don't, which of the folds don't make sense to you? So at the top of the arm, like on the right arm, 
He's got the folds where the wrist would be, and then he's got folds that kind of travel up a little bit further up the arm. Almost like, well, to me, it almost looks like like it's secured at the wrist, but the, the sleeve is too long, and so it's kind of bunching up. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a little awkward. Whereas the, the left arm is fine. You've got, you know, the the fold at the wrist, and then you've got this nice, like, long strand that goes up the arm where the arm would turn. I'm okay with that. But the other, it's got this ripple work in there that just seems a little awkward. And then in the pants, uh, at the legs, the left leg, if his leg is stretched out, the fabric over the top of that leg is going to be a little bit flatter against his his actual thigh. Right, because the way they've got him, just in case people aren't looking at the photo, his right leg is, I guess, fairly straight, but his mm-hmm. left leg is... At a, it's this forward. weird angle, like he's like he's leaning forward. It's like he's leaning forward like to hold a blaster. Yeah, it's it's weird. And his arms, his uh, his right arm is just normal, so he can hold his blaster. But his left arm, he's almost in the same. He's almost got the Zig Heil arm. It's curved about, I would say, a quarter of the way up instead of being at a right angle. It's like a forty-five mm-hmm. degree angle. Uh, is that forty-five or would that be? 75. Yeah, it's about 40. Uh, See what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't do my math right now. It's less It's <laughs> less curved than halfway. We'll put it that way. If it's more opened up, then it's obtuse, which means it's more... And he's got... Well, yeah. And he's got... <laughs> this, we're not even going to get into that. And he's got his hand in a, in a pose that almost looks like he could just slap it on somebody's shoulder. Yeah. Or say, hey, you're under arrest. Yeah, that too, that too. <laughs> so going back to the legs, you you're you're not convinced about the the folds on the legs. No, I'm really not because like again, if that leg is sitting forward and your leg is jutting forward, all of the fabric to the back that's what would fold, and everything on the front of the thigh that would be a little bit smoother. But we've got you know one, two, three, four, five, six folds on the top of this fabric like it just bunches up like the pants are badly tailored so i i don't i don't buy that very well the the other leg is fine and actually for a while i was like i wonder if they're the same legs but they're not because the they don't have the the bunching the dungaree bunching around the boots like the original guard has exactly they're not bunched up there they're just i am with you i think i think the folds are a little uh just a little haphazard on this one. And it's not anything yeah. I ever noticed before, but it's it's kind of something that I think I subconsciously noticed because, you know, nobody likes the Bespin security guards just in general. And I think most people thought this guy was a little uh, just a little lamer than the other just because, uh, again, the, the one thing that I do like on this one that the other one didn't have was the... Uh, the uh, I like the leaves. I think they're a little better defined. That piping is a little better defined on this guy. And I like the I like the red um, the red wristbands basically to kind of just give him a little more splash of color to the well, costume. And the the other one has the red wristbands too. They both have it. It, but I will agree with you that the best security just seem guard to stand out a little more. Well, the best security guard two's leafing and piping does stand out more, and like even his collar and where the the shirt meets. That's actually a little bit less defined. It's not so pronounced. So 
It doesn't kind of stick up like a sore thumb. Um, the the shoulders seem to match him a little bit more. So instead of him having such small downed shoulders, he's he's a little bit broader. Um, he has less folds in his tunic than the body portion, which is you know it's not not bad. It it makes me feel like that's a thicker fabric. Um, but I don't know. It's like. All in all, the pose itself for me is just a little off. It's almost too much. And then some of the some of the fabric choice, like the way that they sculpted it in, it, it almost seems too much too. It really to me feels like they took a bestman security guard and basically put it under nice. So they they took it, maybe they they heated it up, they warped the plastic, and then they went in with like a rotary tool and started you know, trimming and cutting away and smoothing and changing things up like that just to make something different instead of just doing a new sculpt. It it just seems... Yeah, it seems like they didn't put as much work into it, as much thought or as much work into it Yeah. Uh, as, as they did the first one. Now, as far as the face sculpt goes, I actually really like the face sculpt. I do um, too. Especially since they're, it's molded in... Do, is this in blue plastic and then they painted it, do you think? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. It looks like it's blue plastic, and he's been painted. And then they painted the uh, yeah. for it to be that that dark paint. It's actually pretty well defined, and I like the way the eyes kind of pop. We talked about it a little bit with Lando Calrissian, the Lando that had the white eyes. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, there aren't any variants of this one. They all look the same, but the the eyes, nose, and and his the his mouth are really well defined. Yeah. There, there is a. Uh, it kind of matches. It kind of matches the uh, the the model that's on the card back. Right. Pretty. Well. There is there is actual variants. There's um, one where you get a darker uh, paint, one where you get lighter paint for the face. But that's it on the variants. So everything else, as far as like the eyes, because you know with Lando you had the white or no white. Right. Like this is it's just white eyes, which makes them stand out. So. There's, I mean, that's, and I'm looking, oh, and then the gold paint for the piping is missing on, on, I think the figure with the, um, the lighter face paint. And it's weird because if you look at the card art itself, he doesn't have the piping. You don't see the piping on there either, which is kind of weird. So I could see maybe. Maybe that was a, a fluke where they were like, well, why are we painting the piping? Because he actually doesn't have it based on the card art. That's weird. There's so many things that, that I would love to be able to talk to Kenner and the Kenner group about from back in the day just to get the facts straight on some of these. Well, you know, we, you talked about it at some point that, you know, it could have just been due to the difference in the, the factory that was producing it. Yeah. And maybe that's all it was here. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. Um, I, I will go ahead and say, I prefer him with the piping though. Oh, absolutely. Looking at him um, without the piping, it's a little, it's a little too plain. Yeah. It's the bleak. piping definitely, definitely looks much better. Right. And then again, he comes with the same blaster. The hat is the exact same, but again, it's a little smaller mold. I just so so before so let's let's just go ahead and say what is your favorite feature about this figure? The face sculpt. 
the face. Yeah, same here. Yeah. I think it's a really, I think it's a really good face sculpt. I think it, uh, it, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's a simple sculpt, but it works. It's, it's just very realistic to me. Yes, I agree with you. It's, it's a well. I mean, it's defined where it really needs to be defined without going too, too far. Um, it's still rather smooth, so it fits with the right rest of the figures in the line. But it's got enough detail where you you buy it as a, a different character. You know, I look at this and I don't see anyone else. I see a Bestman security guard. And when you pair it up with a card art, I see this gentleman up here. So, to me, it makes sense. Um, but... But that's right now the only thing I see going that right. good for it. Yeah. So what what is your least favorite feature? Is it the the that leg the, the the leg the folds on that leg? I don't the like leg. the fact that it was that it was posed. You know, we talked about it before. I don't like superposed figures. I like mm. to be able to do the posing myself. And uh, so yeah, that was a big big problem for me as well. I kind of wonder. I mean, here's a question for you: If they would have released him and it was the same body stock as the first. Bestman security guard with just a new head sculpt. Do you think that it might have been a little bit more um, accepted? No, I think it. I think it would have been even worse. Uh, worse because because then there, you're just getting a new head on the same figure. Plus, this particular head would have looked too small on that body. Hmm. I could see that. Okay, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, I, I think so. I think uh, that going the way they did it with a new sculpt was the way to go. I just think that they should have done a, a little, put a little more time in on the sculpt. Is this toy cool? I mean, the thing is, is that I mean, in all honesty, I was on the, I was on the fence for the original. So. Right. If you can get past <laughs> the fact that it's unnecessary, yeah. I think there's something to be said for it because of that head sculpt. But in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> yeah, it's just we we didn't need it. And right, which, which brings me to my next question. You know, why do you suppose they decided that we needed a second Bespin security guard as opposed to say uh, another Hoth soldier or a, a another. Um, the, the the rebel soldier from Star Wars, you know, from the 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 Tantive Four, or you know any any other possibilities. You know, I don't I don't know. Um, a different Ugnot, you know, so, something. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like the the rebel soldier from from the beginning of of Star Wars would have been you know amazing, and I know that was a, a fan asked for for many times. Well, for... they, they they didn't release it here because they were only releasing characters from. The Empire Strikes Back, but, right? You know, how hard would it have been to have given us? You know, I, I can't even think of another. Another, there. I don't think there were many characters from Empire that we didn't get because they kind of had it figured out by then. Right. But, you know, we didn't. We didn't get an Emperor figure until Return of the Jedi. Of course, we didn't really see him that much in the film. But right. I, I just do. Do you think it was strictly because? Up to this point, Lando was the only African American character that had a, had a figure or that was even in the film and they thought for for representational purposes we 
we can do this because we didn't see any African-American rebel soldiers. And I hate using the term African-American because they're all galactic. Right. You know, you know galactic, African galactic. Well, I don't know what you would call that. Um, you know, and, we didn't see any rebel soldiers of color, but and, we did see this Bestman security guard. And I mean, that's, that's a good point. I mean, I'd, I'd say that, yeah, that quite possibly, yeah, that's probably, that's probably what, what it was. I mean, I think that if they really wanted to get a better representation, him, they should have added one more figure to the line. And that figure was Will Rowhood. Right. The exactly. ice cream maker man. Yes. They, they yeah, should have right. added we, him. We shouldn't have had to have waited <laughs> 30 years for Will Rowhood. Uh, because, I mean, technically, he he saves majority of Cloud City. We didn't and... know that at the time, though. I know. <laughs> but you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. They should have. They should have given us a Will Rowhood action figure. Well, you know, because uh, thinking about, you know, because he he's always been kind of a an enigma for everyone watching. This guy run down the down the hall with an, an ice cream maker, but you know, he he would have a completely different setup and look, you know, and we could have had a Bespin engineer that was in an orange jumper that you know would have been a new and different, and unique character to put into the line right now he might not have been Wilro hood i mean he might have been something else at this point but the idea just to have maybe a different maybe just a, a different looking uniform as well yeah does that makes sense yeah yeah it does um would you have would you have wanted more rebel soldiers yeah, now especially when we get into Return of the Jedi, uh, because there's a, a huge, uh, vast difference in some of the uniforms and um, and racial diversity with the Rebel soldiers when we're on Endor. That I would right. have loved to have had like five different Rebel soldiers, and I think they would have sold well with different, you know, different blasters and and a few different sculpts on them, you know, because we have some that have different helmets and some that have, you know, different uh, shirts and jackets. And we only get that one, but we have, like, three different uniforms. So Yeah, they, were, they definitely, when they got there, they were definitely uh, sort of looked like they were just using whatever they had on hand. Exactly. Which, I could see that one, that one being the one for troop building where you could have had different ones. The When I think back on Hoth... They all pretty much had the same. Yeah, they the all same, pretty much uh, had the same uniform. Yeah. yeah, so that one would have been a little bit harder to do. Where, whereas, I mean, my honestly, with with okay, so here's where I kind of fall with troop building figures, and especially if we're going to get different figures, stormtroopers are easy because you know they all look the, they same. All look the same. But one of the things that I appreciated when Hasbro slash Kenner. Uh, did the power of the force too? When they start dealing with troop building figures, you would get a main figure, say like Hoth uh, soldier. Okay, Hoth rebel soldier. I get it. But then you might have two different, like maybe a mini rig and then a playset that's got a different Hoth figure sculpt to it. 
they're pretty much the same, but there's like those few differences that make them stand out. And to me, I like it because I might get a playset part, I might get a mini rig, so like the satellite dish, and then I get a figure with it. To me, that's how I always see this this area of troop building being really superb. Like, if we had like the carbon freeze unit, and he came with it, I would have been fine with that. Maybe him and a different Ugnot. I'd have been cool with that. Right. Are you still there? Sorry, I had to sneeze. Oh, okay. <laughs> I appreciate you muting it. Thank you. I That's where I could see, you know, the... The, having a lot of different action figures in there. And honestly, you know, we could have gotten more, maybe another type of security guard with one of those play sets that's a Bespin-based play set that would give us more, you know? Because I think, as far as play sets, we really only get... Uh, it's a paper play set, isn't it? Talking about for Bespin or Bespin? Yeah, there was a diorama that we got. That was it. Yeah, that was it. That's so sad. Yep, I agree. And I don't think it comes with. Does it even go with the figure? Well, they, they all came with figures because those came from Sears, and so there were figures that came with them, but they weren't like exclusive or anything. So it's pretty much like what we've already gotten. Right. So like that would have been a point for us to have like Bespin Security Guard too. And that would have been something that would have helped sell the diorama more. Because all of a sudden it's like, we got this one security guard, but you can only get it if you get the diorama. And I think people would say, I don't think I need a cardboard playset. Everyone, we talked about this. I mean, even even looking at G.I. Joe with the, the Cobra base, cardboard playsets are legit. They are the bomb diggity, and they're amazing. <laughs> I'm really trying to sell this cardboard playset, and it's, it's yeah, not I working. Know. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> so okay, so so there's that. I, I I just yeah, it was it was odd that this was the one that they decided to give us uh, a second option on. Um, you know, I, and, and if I'm thinking, you know, if I if I'm a kid, and again, I had this because I had all of the toys, but this was the one that uh, this was one that that didn't get. Uh, get played with a lot neither one of the best security guards did to be honest with you uh, because they're security guards right you know you want you want cops you don't want intergalactic security guards so yeah so that's that's really all i think there is to say about either one of these figures and you i think you guys can see why we decided to double up on them this month yeah <laughs> so we would love to hear what you are loyal listeners have to say about these so head on over to the facebook page and let us know what you think and please and, stay loyal after this one yes 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 <laughs> until next time for talking toys with taylor and jeff i'm taylor i'm jeff and remember they're not dolls they're action figures again same thing well that was a lame outro <laughs> good night folks <laughs> Thank you for listening. For more episodes of this show or other Marvin Dog Media productions, go to marvindogmedia.com to stream or download the shows or to subscribe via iTunes. Email us at marvindogmedia at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at marvindogmedia. Follow us on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash marvindogmedia. 
This podcast has been a production of Marvin Dog Media, all rights reserved. How many times can we say Marvin Dog Media? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.